Howdy folks, RJ here. Before we begin the episode, a couple things. Uh, first and foremost, I would like to apologize. I could not tell you why it happened, how it happened, or what have you, but uh, the quality of the audio in this episode is honestly a little bit sucky and a little subpar to what some of our other episodes have been. I don't know why it might have been the space that we were in, but uh, the big thing was there was some humming in the background that I was mostly able to get rid of, but it still kind of uh, is in there underneath when we're talking. So just apologies for the sound quality of this episode. Uh, the other thing that I want to let you know is that this episode, uh, the latter half especially, uh, is mostly just us listening to songs that were added to a collaborative Spotify playlist that we have uh, for country music and related music that people can add to have us listen to and talk about on the podcast. So uh, there is a playlist as well just for the songs that we talk about, much like in every other episode. But if you want to listen to the songs that we discuss, I play about uh, like 15 seconds of audio at the start. So you know that wit song that we're listening to. So you can make sure that what you're listening to is the same one if you have to like find the songs yourself or want to or what have you. But obviously for copyright reasons, we can't play Uh, the full songs here, so you just hear little snippets of it. So if you want to listen to the songs that we discuss in the episode today, you're going to have to go and find them. We have a playlist on Spotify, as well as one on YouTube. The links for both are going to be in the episode description, as I mentioned uh, later in the episode. So without further ado, let's get into episode 18 of Cedar Country. Welcome back, or welcome, to Cedar Country, your favorite mediocre country music discussion podcast. I'm RJ. And I'm Ray. And uh, we're back after, well, so releasing-wise, to part the kimono a little bit, to use that expression that uh, <laughs> I lifted from another show, um, I've been kind of releasing episodes sort of willy-nilly out of order. There's going to be some older episodes released before this one. But this was the one that we were, this is the first one we've recorded after our interview with Daniel Borgay about his song Time, which is a great episode. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Go check out the song. It's really good. Um, but this is going to be kind of one of those more talking kind of about news and things, but we're also going to be talking about songs and stuff. But we'll get into that there later on in the show. Uh, we should just kind of jump into it. All right. So first up here, I've got a, uh, so first up here, I got a little piece of information I found out. I don't remember when or where or how, but did you know, you know the song Margaritaville yes. by Jimmy Buffett? That of song, course. it was written for Elvis, Elvis Presley. Like Elvis was supposed to sing it? Uh, yeah. Well, it was written and it was like, it, it, you know, because uh, songs are shot, a lot of songs are shopped around. Yeah. Like some of Daniel's songs were written by... Um, some other, like, I know one was written by this one songwriter and he, they just find different artists and try and get them to record it. An artist they think would like do well on that song. Um, and sometimes songs are written with certain artists in mind. And I think that was the case with Margaritaville, but he turned the song down. Um, this was, uh, this obviously was a song that was shopped to him towards the end of his life, you know, in the late sixties, early seventies. Cause the song was a Jimmy Buffett hit in like, I think the seventies. All right. Did you know 
Chris Christopherson retired last year. For those who don't know who Chris Christopherson is, do you want to enlighten us? A uh, popular country music artist of the, like, I think 80s or 90s till about now. What are some of his most famous singles, oh. RJ? <sighs> well, I know he pe- he penned the popular song, uh, Me and Bobby McGee. I am shrugging. You don't know Me and Bobby McGee? No. You really don't know? I do not know. It's a song, it's a little, it's a little known song by, uh, uh so you might have heard of Janis Joplin. Oh, all right. Yeah, she her big hit, Me and Bobby McGee, was written by Chris Christopherson. Um, he's one of the highwaymen. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. He's okay, the, that, 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 I understand that. He was the fourth highwayman. Okay. Um, but yes, and I actually have a link here. All right, so we're going to read. This article comes to us via Taste of Country. Um, this is from January 27, 2021. That's how long I've been holding on to some of this news. Uh, we're recording this, by the way, June 15th. So, Chris Christopherson has officially retired from music. With no fanfare, the actor and singer-songwriter extraordinaire... Oh, by the way, he's also known for appearing in movies like uh, one of the Blade movies. Anyways, where was I? Permanently stepped out of the spotlight in 2020, according to a new a new report regarding his estate. Music Row announced on Wednesday, January 27th, that Christopherson's estate is now being represented from a management standpoint by Morris Hot Higgum Management. The legend's son, John Christofferson, is now leading the Christofferson's family business, including KK Records, Christofferson's indie record label, while Tamara Saviano, a longtime friend and colleague, apologies if I'm mispronouncing any names, as always, is in charge of public relations. It's been amazing to dig into my dad's catalog and history with this seasoned group of professionals. MHM and Tamara are experts on everything from old Nashville to the up-and-comers, and I can't imagine a better partnership to bring the full depth of his songwriting to a new generation, John says. The name has always been synonymous with songwriting as an art, and we're excited to reintroduce his work to new and old fans alike. We have many exciting projects in the works, and I look forward to getting them out into the world. Included in this news is a note that Chris Christopherson officially retired in 2020, though this announcement about new estate management representation marks the first time the general public is hearing the news. He turns 85 this June, this month, because this article was written in January this year. So sometime this month, he turns 85. Happy birthday, Chris. A Bronzeville, Texas native, Christopherson played numerous college-level sports at Pomona College and was awarded a Rhodes Scholarship to Oxford, where he, which he used to study at Merton College and continues his athletic career there. He also spent time in the U.S. military, during which he performed a band, turned down an offer to teach English at West Point in order to pursue songwriting. His big break in Nashville came in an unconventional way. He landed a helicopter in Johnny Cash's front yard in an attempt to get the star's attention. And it worked. Cash recorded Sunday Morning Coming Down, another Chris Christopherson penned song. And from there, Christopherson's songs were recorded by, among others, Ray Price, Waylon Jennings, and Kenny Rogers. As a recording artist himself, Christopherson put out 17 solo albums. It was part of the Highwaymen with Cash, Jennings, and Willie Nelson. As an actor, he's well-known for his role in the 1976 iteration of A Star is Born, for which he won a Best Actor Golden Globe Award. In 2013, Christopherson revealed that he was suffering from memory loss, which at the time he tied to the concussions and hits to the head he suffered during his athletic career. However, in 2016, he revealed that the cause was, in fact, Lyme disease, which he likely picked up on a movie set in 2006 and had gone undiagnosed for about a decade. 
He was taking all these medications for things he doesn't have, and they all have side effects. His wife, Lisa, shared at the time. He went through three weeks of treatment for Lyme disease and stopped taking medication for Alzheimer's and depression. And all of a sudden, Lisa added, he was back. Christopherson was inducted into the National Songwriters Hall of Fame in 1977, the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 1985, and the Country Music Hall of Fame in 2004. As of 2016, he's a member of the Austin City Limits Hall of Fame, and in 2019, he received the Willie Nelson Lifetime Achievement Award from the Country Music Association. So, yeah, Chris Christopherson has retired, which is sad, but we still got a ton of great music, and it seems like there's stuff that might have not been released from the vault. So, yeah. Well, I hope he enjoys his retirement. He deserves it. Oh, for sure. All right. Uh, This article comes from uh, March. Maren Morris is urging for some change in the country music industry. Uh, Most of the articles I'm reading today, by the way, come from one of the local country music stations, B93.7, from their website. All right. Maren Morris gets real about exclusivity in country music. This is from March 15. Maren Morris understands the perimeters of country music, but the hitmaker is urging for some change. During a recent appearance on the Ellen DeGeneres show, Morris spoke about why she thinks country music is getting more socially unconscious. I'm a white woman in country music. I already sort of have this leg up, she admitted during the in-studio interview. Even though there is a huge disparity between men and women in our genre, there is even more of a disparity between white women and black women trying to be in country music. Elsewhere in the chat, Morris acknowledged that the genre has been slow in progression, but it is making baby steps to get there. There are so many black women and men who adore country music and don't feel the doors open for them even a crack, she continued. Country music as a genre is definitely stepping up to the plate, slowly but surely. This past weekend saw Mickey Guyton stand tall with a performance of Black Like Me at the 63rd Annual Grammy Awards, an evening that saw her lose the title for Best Country Solo Performance to Vince Gill. She was the first black female solo artist to earn a Grammy nomination in a country category. After losing the honor, the singer took to Twitter to reflect on the nomination, writing, Although I didn't win this Grammy, it truly is an honor, and I'll forever be a Grammy-nominated artist. I love you guys. I agree with Mary. Uh, it, it's something that I definitely think... It, it, it's always bugged me that it's been kind of exclusive in that regard. Because there are some phenomenal musicians that are of other ethnicities than Caucasian uh, speaking of Mickey Guyton, that's our next article. So, related to it, it's from April 22nd. Mickey Guyton reveals she was told she'd fail as a black woman in country. Mickey Guyton released her song Black Like Me in June 2020, helping launch her career in country music. But in a new interview on The Ellen Show, she revealed the song and her career almost never happened. I've been trying to pursue a country career for like eight years, and constantly we were told, not only as a black woman, but as a woman, why we will fail in this industry. And I was ready to give it up, she explained. It wasn't until my husband told me that the reason I wasn't making it in this industry is because I was running away from everything that makes me different, and that changed everything for me. And then I wrote Black Like Me. While the song put her on the country music map, Guyton admitted there are times she questions herself for choosing a career in country music as a black woman because of all the racist hate she receives. There's plenty of times when I question on a daily basis why I'm still doing this, she said after opening up about a recent racist attack on Twitter. And that's when I get a message from a black girl telling me I've given her courage to want to pursue a career in country music. We're making strides. It's not where I want to be. So I'm working hard. Her hard work is paying off, especially for representation. Guyton recently made history as the first black woman to host the ACM Awards this past weekend, as well as last month when she became the first black female solo artist to earn a Grammy nomination in a country category. So, again, it's great that we're getting there. I think we just need to be getting there faster. That's where I'm at. All right. 
Next one is Brett Eldridge posts a song on Instagram for Mental Awareness Month, which was last month, May. Mm-hmm. Again, from B93. Brett Eldridge bestowed his fans with an acapella rendition of a spontaneous song he penned for Mental Health Awareness Month. On Tuesday, May 18th, the country hitmaker, 35, took to Instagram to sing the song. The track he admitted was meant to help followers push through the hard times. Laughing off sunshine and rainbows. It's 2 a.m. with your heart broken, staying home on a Saturday. Where When you wish you weren't, but you're not okay. And sometimes it's storing when you wake up in the morning. You can give up and drown in the pain or learn how to dance in the rain. He belted in front of a backdrop. It's Mental Health Awareness Month, and I just wrote this song. The singer kicked off the lengthy caption. I hope this little piece helps you see that it's okay to be going through some tough moments or even periods of your life, and that sometimes just letting it be there and feeling it instead of pushing it away can create some space and love for yourself. He went on to admit that he's still learning about that kind of practice, but it's a step worth taking. Give yourself a little break, and let's dance. I love ya. Eldridge's unnamed song follows the release of his latest single, Good Day, another offering about mental health and focusing on the positive. When I pick up the phone and call somebody, even if it is so much easier to watch another TV show, I learned that if I connect with someone, that's a huge help for me. The singer told Good Morning America of his go-to practice helps him amid hard times. Oh, that's the end of the article, other than actually looking at the post. So, that's awesome. Mental health is... It's really important, and... It's again. That's uh. It's a song that he just put up on his Instagram last month. So if you want to go check it out, go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's one that I think you'll find interesting. We talked about it before on on the show. There's an artist that Ray is a fan of, and there's actually a song, one of his favorite country music songs, a little song called "Delta Dawn" by Tanya Tucker. Mm-hmm. This article is. Story behind Tanya Tucker recording The Thunder Rolls before Garth Brooks. I'd love to hear that. Arguably one of everyone's favorite Garth Brooks hits is his famous song The Thunder Rolls. Though many country fans may not know that the song actually wasn't recorded first by Brooks. He wrote the song, and then Tanya Tucker decided to record it. She had a different third verse on the song than we know today. It's about shooting her husband. She reaches for the pistol in the bottom dresser drawer. But because Tucker never released it or put it on one of her albums at the time, Brooks decided to go ahead and record it and release it to fans. Obviously, fans know now how that worked out for him. In the later years of the song, Tucker did end up releasing her version as part of a box set, and Brooks ended up recording a version of Thunder Rolls with the different third verse when he recorded his live album in Central Park. And that's uh, that's it. This is I'm gonna play at least a little bit of it of uh, her version of the Thunder Rolls. This is Tanya Tucker's version. All right, we just took a listen through the song. If you want to listen to the song yourself, um, there is a... You can just look it up, but also we, as always, have a playlist of all of the songs and artists and things that we discuss on the episodes on our YouTube channel, as well as on Spotify. Um, so you just find the playlist. Uh, I'll probably go back and add the playlists to the descriptions of all the episodes for each episode. So you just find the song there and listen to it. Um, I know sometimes Spotify doesn't have all the songs that we talk about and artists we talk about, but um, you can definitely always find it on YouTube. But that was, well, in short, it was really good. It definitely had that 80s, 90s country vibe, which is great. 
Yeah, it's definitely a lot different than... It was... Like, no, it's fairly similar. The thing that I miss the most from Garth's version that wasn't in Tanya's version, when the music goes, uh, boom, 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 there's not as much of a punch to it on hers. Like, the way the, the, the notes are exactly the same, but there's not as... It's, it's the instrumentation used. There's not as much of an impact on those three notes... As there is in Garth's version. That's the thing that I think... Yeah, it's not as punchy. Yeah, that's that's my only complaint. Other than that, I really loved... I actually gotta say, I liked the the third verse on her version better. That's that's yeah. that's my opinion there. Um, I'm gonna play a song for you that I want to talk about. So there's a song I listened to recently. A recent song by Brantley Gilbert called Bad Boy. <sighs> Sorry. Pretty good. Quite like that. Yeah, so I I listen I first heard that song, like listened through it, because I've heard it before once or twice on the radio, but like actually like listened to it. Because it was somewhere about I, I, the words at the beginning of the song caught my attention. I just sat and listened through it, and I gotta say I wasn't expecting the third verse. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah, that was a uh... that was that was the part that really mm-hmm. made me. Uh, I don't know, you, well, they're kind of going away now. But literally, while we were we just listened to the song, um, which again, all the songs we talk about, you can listen to in the playlists. And when it got to that third verse, I was getting goosebumps. It's I, I'm not going to spoil it, well, like what what happens or whatever. If you haven't heard the song yourself, but it's it, it definitely it was a twist to the song that got me. So yeah, then we're going to move on to something that uh, for a while um, is one of the things I was talking about wanting to talk about on the show, and Ray kept kind of egging me with a no, it's not. More as a joke, he finally admitted. For I thought he was serious for a minute. But there's a uh, music artist that I think many of you might be interested uh, in. Here, I don't know if you might have heard of him. His name is Thomas Gabriel. Uh, in this article, I don't. I think this one. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's all. Well, yeah. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to briefly talk about it. He is. Uh, his name may may not be familiar, but his voice will certainly be familiar or similar to being very familiar. Thomas Gabriel is the eldest grandson of Johnny Cash. Again, this art this article that I'm talking or using for references saving from Saving Country Music from December fourth, two thousand eighteen. Grandson Thomas Gabriel continues Johnny Cash legacy with Long Way Home. So basically. He was born uh, when his mom was just 16, so he was often helped raise by Johnny and June, and from an early age, he was showing signs of inheriting the family's musical attributes, but also his grandfather's propensity towards addiction. And in fact, at age 13, he went to his first Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. Age 13? Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Yeah. He... Like tried to work. It's a. I'm just going to directly read at this point. But Thomas Gabriel would work his way through the worst of his family history. Initially, that is, 
Johnny Cash could see how music could be a difficult road for Thomas with his addiction troubles, and instead compelled him to become a police officer, which he did for eight years. But overnight patrol shifts and bottles of pills still led Thomas down a troubled path, and eventually found himself on the flip side of the law, floating in and out of jail, and eventually serving a 10-year prison sentence. So, 15 years later, 2018, he has decided that he is going to pursue music with a purpose. Some songs he wrote in prison, and some other songs... Uh, I'll, I'll just continue reading this section, because I can't like put it in other words, I guess. Um, now at 44 years old, and 15 years after the passing of his famous kid, grandfather, Thomas Gabriel finally has control of his demons to the point where he can pursue music with a purpose, and with a handful of songs, many he wrote in prison, that are more than worthy of the Johnny Cash legacy. Just as importantly, Gabriel is also graced with a voice that hauntingly awakens memories of the man in black himself, similar to how the yodel and moan of Hank Williams III evokes memories of his famous grandfather. Yeah, I swear to, I swear to good golly gracious that it's the same guy. <laughs> this is not an affection. This can't be faked. Either you know it when you hear it or you don't. And with Thomas Gabriel, you know it. He released his first album in 2018, Long Way Home. Uh, it says, uh, it's not, and it's not the, uh, boy named Sue sound of Johnny Cash. Um, and it's, I mean, it's obviously not the exact same. It's, it's his own thing. It's not all country, but it, in the same way that Johnny Cash is in all country, it's kind of his own thing. It says, this is the Johnny Cash of the American recordings era and his early moments of delving deep into the gothic underpinnings of the Carter family and the sewing of cautionary tales. This is Johnny Cash, the doomsday preacher, and the vampire slayer. Yet the story is all Thomas Gabriel, strikingly so, brutal in its honesty and unquestionable in its authenticity. Johnny Cash, the vampire slayer? I, I think it's just like, you know, that trying to give you a vibe of, like, gothic. I don't know. Again, um, yeah. It's, it's, it's very good. Um... I had a different article that I actually read through, which is similar, which had more information on, but I couldn't find it again in preparing for this episode. But um, I know he doesn't – so a couple things I know is he he goes by Thomas Gabriel because he doesn't want to, no pun intended, cash in on the family name. <laughs> Are you sure that pun wasn't intended? Not by me. Anyways, <laughs> um, he does – he, at first, when he was, like, doing live performances and stuff, he did not play any Johnny Cash songs because, again, he's not trying to, he's not trying to make a career off of being the grandson of one of the most famous music artists of all time. He's just, you know, trying to do his thing. But he realized how Johnny Cash, hearing Johnny Cash's music especially live, resonates with people or something to that effect. Again, this is an article I read a while ago and I can't remember exactly. So now he like he'll he'll play some uh Johnny Cash songs when he's out playing live, which I think is really neat. But he also obviously plays I'll play a little bit of this is um I'm gonna play a little bit of a song for Ray and you can again listen to it in the playlist for yourself. Uh this track that we're gonna be listening to to kind of get a little bit more out of this. Uh, it's called 1974, which is in a year. It's, um, uh, I'll go back and read the thing. Um, 
Let's see. They say you have your whole life to write your first record, and Thomas Gabriel certainly has benefited from plenty of inspiration and ample amounts of time in incarceration to compose his thoughts and refine them in musical form. 1974 is not a year. It's a number they use to replace your name. And that was like the beginning of one of the examples. <laughs> Under the yellow moon they all watched as he walked on by. Yeah, so first of all I'd like to correct myself. It's uh the song's called 1974, not 1974. Because again, like I said before, it is not a, it's not a year, it's you know, the number number 1974 prisoner number because the song is about going to prison being in prison going to prison life in prison kind of thing um it very much evokes late johnny cash the american recordings they're basically like the stuff from the late 90s and early 2000s toward the end of johnny's life um kind of vibe so if you like those i think you like this or i mean you know i think most people like it anyway uh, this was, um, announced June 2nd, uh, which was the day, June 2nd this year, 2021, was the 35th anniversary of Randy Travis's debut major label album, Storms of Life. Ooh. Yeah. Randy Travis is one of my favorite artists. Uh, I actually, some of you might have seen the post on Instagram or I maybe tweeted it as well. Um, but on the second to kind of celebrate the album's 35th anniversary. They made an announcement that September 24th, they were releasing a 35th anniversary edition of the album. All the tracks are remastered and there are going to be three never before heard songs from the vault, similar to how last year we got a song called fool's love affair, which had never been released before. Um, it was actually that song is very interesting. It was a song that was recorded earlier on in Randy's career. So about the time, you know, the late 80s, uh, maybe early 90s. Um, but it wasn't finished. So they went back and added in the backing vocals and instrumentation. And it, it literally sounds like a, a classic Randy Travis song. It's a great song, Fool's Love Affair. But imagine it's songs like that um, where they're just um, – it's all – the, the reason why they haven't been able to put out like a whole album, which I imagine they're going to at some point here in the future, is put out an album of unreleased songs like from the vault. So Especially because Randy can't really record much in the way of new music right now with his very limited speaking and singing capabilities after his stroke. But it, it's all rights because these songs still, these recordings still have like copyrights from the, or whatever, from the record labels that they were recorded under even though they've never been released so i think that was part of what it is so these have to be three these are probably three songs from i think warner brothers records or water tower records whatever it's called but i was really excited when that was announced i'm just kind of sad because that won't be out till after my birthday um the last like article to talk about is gonna be uh very recently in fact it would have been it was june 9th was the 2021 CMT Music Awards, which is more of a, uh, unlike the ACMs and the CMAs, is more of a thing for, um, it's a it's one of the MTV Awards shows. It's actually the oldest one. It 
predates MTV. They just acquired the award show in 2000. But it's basically kind of a music video and television award show. Since uh, most of the other ones focus on albums and songs and artists, this one more focuses on videos and stuff. So I'm just going to... Uh, I didn't watch it because I'm really bad about watching award shows and stuff. But I um, I was looking on Instagram posts the day of the awards. But the the nominees and winners for everything. So there was an award called CMT Equal Play Award. Linda Martell was the only, uh, got that award. I imagine that was like a special award. Uh, then there's so we have Best Family Feature. I have no idea what that means. Again, I've never seen any of these so. So there's Ryan Hurd and Mara Morris's Chasing After You, Russell Dickerson's Home Sweet, Randall Lambert's Settling Down, Luke Combs's Forever After All, Kane Brown's Worship You, Brooke Eden's Sunroof were the nominations, but lost to Taylor Swift's The Best Day, Taylor's Version, which is apparently Taylor Swift has released, like, re-released the Fearless album, but it's called Fearless Taylor's Version or whatever. That's something I just learned about looking into this. Then we have CMT Performance of the Year. Um, from CMT Crossroads, Nathaniel Rateleff and Margot Price, Twinkle Twinkle. The rest of these, the other nominees and the winner are all from the 2020 CMT Music Awards. Little Big Town's Wine, Beer, Whiskey, Jimmy Allen and Noah Cyrus's This Is Us, Dan and Shay's I Should Probably Go to Bed, Brooks and Dunn and Luke Combs's One Too Many. Um, the winner was Kelsey Ballerini and Halsey's The Other Girl. Collaborative Video of the Year. We have Tim McGraw and Tyler Hubbard's Undivided. Ryan Hurd and Mayor Morris is Chasing After You, Keith Urban and Pink's One Too Many, L. King and Miranda Lambert's Drunk and I Don't Want to Go Home, Carrie Underwood and John Legend's Hallelujah, the winner being Kane, Kane Brown and Chris Young's Famous Friends. Breakthrough Video of the Year, we, we had Nico Moon's Good Time, Ride Along Video, Mickey Guyton's Black Like Me, Laney Wilson's Things a Man Ought to Know, Hardy's Give Heaven Some Hell, Haley Witter's and Little Big Town's Fill in My Cup, winner being Dylan Scott's Nobody. Dual Group Video of the Year, Runaway June's We Were Rich, Parmalee and Blanco Brown's Just the Way, Old Dominion's Never Be Sorry, Lady A's Like a Lady, Brother Osborne's All Night, Winner being Little Big Town's Wine, Beer, Whiskey. Male Video of the Year, Thomas Rutt's What's Your Country Song, Luke Combs's Lovin' on You, Luke Bryan's Down to One, Darius Rucker's Beers and Sunshine, Chris Stapleton's Starting Over, Winner being Kane Brown's Worship You. Female Video of the Year, Miranda Lambert's Settling Down, Mickey Guyton's Heaven Down Here, Marin Morris's To Hell and Back, Kelsey Ballerini's Hole in the Bottle, Carly Pierce's Next Girl, the winner was Gabby Barrett with The Good Ones. And the Video of the Year final award, uh, the nominees, Kelsey Ballerini's Hole in the Bottle, Keith Urban and Pink's One Too Many, Kane Brown's Worldwide Beautiful, the winner being Carrie Underwood and John Legend's Hallelujah. So, this was the 55th CMT Music Awards Ceremony, June 9th, 2021. Uh, this is also, it is also a um, a fan-voted awards show. So that's that's a 2021 CMT Music Awards, which happened uh, a little under a week ago, June 9th. So. Hey 
everybody, this is RJ, Ash, Ray, Brandon, Harrison, and Bronson. We host a Dungeons & Dragons podcast called Realms & Nerds. Some highlights of our show include wreaking havoc in every town we visit, blowing up hot tubs, killing off fan-favorite characters, high necromancers, inappropriate wedding etiquette, and every now and then, actually good storytelling. Join us in the realms of Pridea for fun fantasy adventures. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or just about wherever you get podcasts. Podcast contains cussing and adult humor. Listener discretion advised. Again, I've been... I was keeping track of what new music was coming out or what I um, think was new music. It's, it might, I might be wrong about some of these being new. It might just be they've re-uploaded or finally uploaded a music video or something. Cause I keep track of most of this through our YouTube subscriptions, but I've been trying to keep track of stuff in general, but it goes back to May and yeah, you're excited. Cause it's just another list. I promise I'm still here. <laughs> Anyways, um, so uh, in May, some new songs. Um, I don't know how far back in May. I don't know if it was for the whole month or whatever. Songs I and albums I knew I noticed coming out. Come in, but don't make yourself comfortable by Carolyn Jones. The album Twenty Nine by Carly Pierce. Without You by Miley Cyrus and the Kid Laori. Good Things Come to Those Who Drink by Craig Campbell. The album Where Have You Gone by Alan Jackson, which I really want to listen to that album. The Deluxe Edition album of Here and Now by Kenny Chesney. Texas to Tennessee by Clay Walker. The album Milk and Honey by Crowder. The album Adobe Sessions Unplugged by Cody Jinks. My Masterpiece by Darius Rucker. Sad Songs and Waltzes by Cody Johnson and Willie Nelson. The extended play Hot Beer by Dylan Carmichael. What the Stars See by Cassidy Pope featuring Karen Fairchild and Lindsay L. It's not out yet, but I saw an announcement for it. It's, it won't be out until July 16th, but the album Upbringing by Chase Bryant. Uh, the album Skeletons by Brothers Osborne. Believe in Love by Charlie Warsham. The album Body Language by Blake Shelton. Boots by Aaron Watson. They've Closed Down the Honky Tonks by Miranda Lambert. The album Songs I Sing in the Dark by Marty Stewart. The album called The Album by Chase Rice. The album Treehouse Sessions, The Raw and Uncut Acoustic Project by Thomas Gabriel. Heartbreak Song and Empty Chair, two songs by Trace Adkins. When Country Comes Back by Colt Ford. Time by Daniel Borgay. And My First 69 by Dave Herrera. All right, and then in, in this month so far, we've had um, several new Brett Young songs, which were released back on the 4th. Uh, I saw them all over there on YouTube. You Look Good by Clay Walker. The Extended Play Better Times by Asleep at the Wheel, Waves by Luke Bryan, River of Life by Mac Powell and the Family Reunion, Same Boat by Zach Brown Band, which I hear sound I heard on the radio the other day they were talking about that song. I haven't heard the song, but uh yeah, but they say it sounds like uh one of the older Zach Brown Band songs, so interested in that. Uh the songs Till You Can't and Longer Than She Did by Cody Johnson. The song there was a song that was released back in 2015 by Dirk Spentley called Black, and uh, they just released a Black Dave Aude remix. Apologies if I've mispronounced that. Believe in Love by Charlie Worsham, Rescue Me by Chris Young, and City of Music by Brad Paisley. I'm actually on 
Um, I also have for Tim McGraw, but I have a, I get texts from Brad and Tim McGraw. And so like Brad Pace is actually texted out to all the people that get the texts from him. That song, it was him performing it, like a, a video they recorded of him just like performing it acoustically, the song City of Music. So I got to hear it uh, a couple days early. Pretty good song. Uh, it actually fits into a topic that I want to talk about at some point on the show. And then let me open up this link for, this is from a website called Pop Vortex, is iTunes top new country songs for June. Last updated Tuesday, June 15, today. So let's see what we've got. Fancy Like by Walker Hayes. I already mentioned Same Boat by Zach Brown Band. Probably mentioned Till You Can't by Cody Johnson. Country Stuff featuring Jake Owen by Walker Hayes. Bar Friends by Restless Road. Again, Rescue Me by Chris Young. Throw It Back featuring Keith Urban by Brulland. Things He Handed Down by Lady A, Longer Than She Did by Cody Johnson. Don't You Want to Know by Noah Schnacki and Jimmy Allen. And City of Music by Brad Paisley. So those are the new songs from May and June 2021. So yeah, great little time capsule there of new music. Uh, and now to the thing that I was uh, most excited about. So I mentioned it earlier on in the episode, but we have a, there's a Spotify playlist. It's a collaborative playlist, which means anybody can add music to it. It's called, uh, I think it's literally called Send Us Country Music to Check Out or something like that. I'll, I'll have... I got to figure out where I'm going to put the links for it and such. Uh, definitely probably in all the episode, podcast episode descriptions. So like in, if you look down in the description for this episode, you'll find the playlist there. Stuff like that. We'll have – it's it's any any country or related. So like, you know, like bluegrass or southern rock or cowpunk or – Cowpunk? Cowpunk. We've talked about cowpunk a little bit before. It's like old school punk – but like mixed with country, <laughs> um, or like roots Americana, uh, Southern gospel, any sort of country flavored contemporary Christian, basically anything that sounds like country. Um, if you if you want to add it to the playlist there for us to check out, and it doesn't matter, it could be new, it could be old, it could be a top ten hit, it could be a completely unknown song, because there there are a few songs. On here that I that are on the list that I've heard several times. Most of the music that we're going to be listening to I've never heard before. I've been waiting to listen to these, so I'm gonna pull that up. All right, so let's get into this. So the first song that we have here was added to the playlist by V Liger Two V L I E G E R Two. Uh, the song is called "Tell It to the Stars" by Rich McFeather. So obviously for uh, copyright reasons, when we're talking about these, go through these playlists, we're going to listen to the songs right before we talk about them, but I can't play the songs on the podcast because of copyright stuff. So again, much like I've been saying all episode, because this episode's really been about songs that we talk about that like we listen to, find the YouTube playlist and the Spotify playlist of songs that we talk about in the episode, and you can listen to all the songs that we talk about, or most of them, if it's Spotify, because... I can almost guarantee Spotify won't have everything that we talk about. Anyways, continuing on. All 
right, so we just listened to Tell It to the Stars by Rich McFeather. Again, thank you, uh, V Liger, too, for sending that song, adding it to the playlist. It had a really good, like, guitar lick going on. Very, kind of a bluesy rock kind of vibe. It was very, it was reminiscent of kind of the sound of Brad Paisley's guitar. I especially like the guitar lick there towards the end. Um, it, the song really grooves. Uh, like it was, that was a pretty good song. I, I like the I, way it grooved. Yeah, I like the guitar part a lot. Yeah, the guitar is it, it was very much kind of like a rocky kind of thing. All right, then we have three songs that were added to the playlist by Drew D R U, and they are all from the artist Voloninos. This first song that we're going to be listening to is called Alabama Man. That's all one word, Alabama Man. Alabama Man. Oh, right out the gate, this. Oh, I'm digging this. Okay. Well, that one went, like, right out the gate. Also, I don't know if I mentioned it before we started talking about these, but for this section where we're, we're literally just listening to the song and then briefly talking, giving our thought, initial thoughts on it, so if you want to listen to the song and pause the show and then come back, um, that might be like a cool way to listen to it. Again, we can't play the song on here because of copyright stuff, but um, I, I again, I, there's a playlist and you can find it and listen to it or just look up the songs. So first of all, I want to say I might have mispronounced the name the first time. I don't remember how I said it, but I was looking at the, the album art has it there. So it's um, Ve- Velo Ninos. Um, because the accents were missing there. Um, the I don't remember what they're called. It's like the E thing, like on Pokemon mm-hmm. or well, Pokemon. And then there's like with the like you know Ninos and Ninas. So yeah, that's that's it was missing on the YouTube name or what it was missing on the name, but it was there in the artwork. So yeah, that one that one is called Alabama Man. Oh, I love a good harmonica soul. This is just like this is that was. Such a jam. I was there for that track. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's ironically, the song is called Alabama Man, but I was really getting vibes of like really wanting to just like drive out west. Yeah. Like out out yeah. to the Badlands mm-hmm. and stuff. Like that was very much the vibe I'm getting from that song. It just like literally they just come out the gate with the like the bass. Oh, oh my gosh, it was so good. Oh, so good. All right. We're going on to the, another song by Velo Ninos called These Quiet Lands. This is the second song of the three that they were suggested. It's not even a new episode until tomorrow, anyway. Wipe Very much a cowboy campfire song. Yeah. I like was, it a lot. Um, that was exactly, that was about probably five, ten seconds into the song. That's exactly what he said to me. He just looked at me and said, cowboy campfire song. Yeah, it's, oh, it's very laid back and I love it. If you have listened to the episode where I talked, where we interviewed Daniel, um, you might remember I briefly mentioned that I have a playlist of songs. Uh, I think I call it like country soul. Um, I sometimes change the names like 
sometimes I'll call it like Take Me Home Country Roads or something like that. Oh, no, it's more my like driving song if I have for country music. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so the one that I usually call Country Souls is just all these songs that, you know, take me to a time and place in my mind or give me a certain feeling or whatever. This is that – These Quietlands by Velo Ninos is definitely a song that makes the cut for that playlist. It, it, it fits that vibe mm-hmm. that I had. Um, so – all right, we're going to be listening to the third song sent to us by that is by Velo Ninos. This one is <laughs> called Hillbilly Girl. Hmm. Giving me an Alan Jackson sort of vibe. My first two thoughts. So Hillbilly Girl... We had differing thoughts on the, like, initial start of the song. Me, it reminded me of a couple of Blues Brothers songs. Don't know the ones, but it just kind of reminded me of some Blues Brothers stuff. But it also has, and I mean, that, that was just, like, my initial thought. But my initial thought that remained with me through the song, because it is, it, it does have this. And it is, like, the the whole, the surf rock kind of sound. But his initial thought also, well, what, what did you say it sounded like, right? It sounded like, kind of like Alan Jackson, like, um, yeah. uh, what was the song? Uh, Down the Chattahoochee? Yeah, there was, about the middle of the song, there's a, uh, there's a guitar riff that comes through that's very similar to the beginning of Chattahoochee. I didn't get the Alan Jackson vibe at first, but I definitely, as it went on, I was like, yeah, actually, now that I think about it, def- definitely has a bit of a... The, at least the song Chattahoochee vibe. So that was a fun song. Thank you again to uh, Drew for sending those songs, adding those, keep saying sending them, uh, but adding them to our Spotify playlist, which again, you can find in the episode description if you would like to add some country or related sounding music to it. Uh, when we got a song that was added to the playlist by Y... Y-G-A-M-R-N-20. Not even going to try and pronounce that. Um, they sent in a song. Uh, it seems I think it's a cover because um, the song is called Somewhere Over the Rainbow, which is you know the song from The Wizard of Oz. But I don't know if it's that or a different song with the same name. The artist is called Banjo Cat. So we're Banjo gonna, Cat? Yeah, so we're going to take a listen to that here. Definitely cover the song. Well, I hear the banjo. That was uh, definitely a cover of "Somewhere Over the Rainbow." It was, it was it was simplistic. I'm not saying that. Like, I'm not I'm not saying that negatively. I'm just objectively, it was simplistic. It was literally just a solo banjo, which is kind of nice. Like, it was. Like it wasn't. It was very. I like banjo, so it was it was a nice cover because I like that song and that movie. But RJ, yeah, where's the kazooie? <laughs> Memes, we got them. All right, again, thank you to YGAMRN twenty for sending in that song. Uh, the next three songs we're listening to uh, were sent in by Subex Blog. Apologies if I mispronounce your username there. Uh, the first song that they sent us is a song called Waiting on a Train by Vandaliers. Mm-hmm. 
that was that was pretty good. That was just like another kind of like bluesy. It, it was it was a nice chill jam. Um, just like a good one to like hang out with your buddy and just talk about crap while listening to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is good. I I enjoyed harmonics is always good, and having the harmonic on the track was good. All right, the second song that sent us, uh, it's a song by an artist called The Shootouts called Everything I Know. That's just another one. It It's another good track that just kind of like vibes. I will say... Uh, some of these tracks have had a very similar kind of like a kind of vibe to them, which I enjoy. I love the like Western music vibe. And it's totally different feel than a lot of like what's on country radio, which is cool because it's a, a different vibe, but still similar. And I love it. I, I just, it, there's not really anything different to talk about for the past few tracks. And that's just been the biggest issue so far, um, in my opinion. All right. And then there's the third song sent to us by them. Uh, it's called Canyon by Joshua Ray Walker. Ooh, okay. I'm to okay, I know I have said a couple. Uh, that, that's another one I really, really enjoyed. And that playlist I mentioned before, that song would definitely make the cut. Um, it's a very like relaxing song. Kind of it felt kind of sentimental. And I liked that. Yeah, we were just it's kind of a song just to vibe to. For sure. A- absolutely. So thank you again, Subux Blog, for sending in those three songs. Um the next two songs that we have were sent to us by Kentan to I I'm not a C-A-N-T-A-N-T-E-D-E-C-A-N-C-I-O-N-E-S. Not even going to pronounce that. So the first song that they sent us is a song by Christian Ramirez Rodriguez. It's called Where the Wild Horses Roam Acoustic. I met you in faith, gray, country, so smile. <laughs> Uh, so that was unique, at least compared to the like other music that we've been listening to so far. Um, it's when <laughs> when you say acoustic, it really is acoustic. It's literally just like an acoustic guitar and vocals, which I mean is kind of the heart of all country. And folk music, uh, at least that, like, the kind of folk music country comes from. Um, it had this, like, hip hoppy section in it or two, which I wasn't expecting. It was interesting. Uh, then the other song they sent us is by Giselle de Guzman called We Don't Love Like That Anymore. Who's that? Who that? Hold on, I gotta check something. 
that was kind of a sad song. Um, it was a good song, though. It was beautiful. It was sad. It. Yeah, it was very sad. It was another one of the... It was like the last one that we listened to where it was... Instrumentally, it was, you could say, simplistic. Because it was very much... It, it was very much a heartfelt song. Like, uh, you know, it's just the singer and their guitar. That that would be... This would be another one that would make the cut for my, my playlist. So... You have a lot of songs on your playlist, buddy. Oh, not a lot. Well, yeah, yeah. It depends. Um, so the next three songs were sent to us actually by the artists themselves. Uh, well, not the first one. The first one is not their song. It's a different song that they sent us. But then the uh, second and third song are actually by the artists who added them to the playlist. The first song that were of the three that they sent is by uh, an artist, Charlie Marie. Uh, and that it is a song called 40 Miles from Memphis. <laughs> there was a slide guitar in there that was really, really... Uh, like I, I love slide guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I was I was very focused on that. Um, just another is just another like fun song. Um, and then by the way, I forgot to mention uh the Noble Strain added these. So thank you much. So this next song is called Lone Star Flying High, and it's by the Noble Strain. <laughs> that one yeah the the start of it i thought i thought the song was going a slightly different direction than it did um it started off i was like hold on is this gonna be like a i mean i guess it still kind of was kind of a throwback to like 40s country sound like your honky tonk kind of music some pretty good harmonies going on uh and i like i i was really into like just like the, I, I, yeah, I don't know how to, but I, I liked it. It was a good song. All right. The other song that the Noble Strain sent, just going to be the last song that we're going to take a listen to uh, today, is called God is Good All the Time, featuring Valerie Bakkend. <laughs> All right, thank you again, the Noble Strain, for adding those songs to the playlist. Those are all really good. Um, that last song there was—it's basically a lot of the same stuff I'd have to say about the other both songs uh, by the Noble Strain. Like my favorite part of the songs is probably like the harmonies going on. It's very nice harmonies. I love the kind of uh, again these last few songs, not just the ones sent by them, but like a the more simpler instrumentation has been very interesting. Um, I, I also obviously, re- I, I really liked the, uh, the lyrics for that last one too, but yeah, thank you again so much. Everybody that sent in those songs again, all the songs you listened to today, V Liger two drew YGAMRN 20 Subex blog, Cantanted 
I'm not even going to Content Contantidecanciones. Probably said that really, really wrong. But I tried. <laughs> and the Noble Strain. Thank you all so much for adding those songs to the playlist. There's more on there. We got through probably uh, a third of them. and well, Holy cow. Not a third. Um, granted, one third of them is literally two albums that were added by <sighs> the artist. Um, so that's going to be a whole thing in and, of, in and of itself. But yeah, if you if you guys want to add any country songs you like, again, it can be new, it can be old, it can be by a well-known artist, top 10 song, or it can be by... Uh, like pretty much all these songs were by lesser known artists. Um, we would love to listen to them, give our brief thoughts on them, or talk about them. Um, and again, you can the that is going to be the link for that is in the description. Uh, it's a Spotify collaborative playlist. And then if you want to listen to all, any of the songs that we talked about in the episode and in any of the episodes, uh, there are playlists on YouTube and on Spotify for those um and the links for all those i'll be adding those into their respective episodes but yeah that's going to be it for us for this episode thanks so much for listening don't know what we have in store for our next recording session uh but yeah we will talk to you guys later and i think it's just about time that we ride off into the sunset Yeah.